Blog Talk Radio. Yes, his 20th anniversary of him making the <laughs> announcement, I'm back. Hi. Mm-hmm. Hi. 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 I hear Champ Jr. on the line. Yeah, you know, Champ Jr. got you know, be here for at least the beginning part of the show. Then he'll be gone later on when he falls asleep or something. What's going on, Champ Jr.? Uh, but, you know, we got a jam-packed show. You know we're going to be talking NFL all season. Um, later on, yeah. I got my good friend, a soon-to-be friend of the show, uh, the doctor from Triple Threat Talk, coming on to talk uh, March Madness. You know, March Madness is going to kick off for real on Thursday, so we're going to have him come on and talk with us about that. And um, we got a lot to talk about, bro. Yeah, we do. We might as well go ahead and get on in. So you talking about Mike, MJ, my man MJ, that dude right there. Yes. 20 years ago this day, Michael Jordan held a press conference saying the words, I'm back. Announcing his return to the NBA after taking a year and a half absence to play baseball and to deal with the death of his father. Tomorrow. Yeah, I remember that. I remember he went to that baseball do very well he had to come back to his first love. Yeah. Most likely. I mean, it was a great it was a great moment. Yeah, he was wearing he was wearing the four five. He was wearing the four five, but it wasn't to play games with him. 
it's funny that you mentioned the four five though. Because officially tomorrow, Nike will be relaunching the Jordan 45 jersey. Really? Yes, they will be reselling it. Oh, nice. Yes. So for those who wasn't able to get on the Jordan 45 train when it was out in 95, here's your chance to get it. Here's your chance to get the Jordan 45 jersey. Once upon a time, I actually wanted the Jordan jersey. I wanted the 45 jerseys. Then the boys came out with the black jersey and ended up getting that instead. I might have to keep my eye on that one, man. I might have to see where where they sell them jerseys at and how much they are. I might have to check it out for real, for real. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> no matter what people say, I mean, I mean, the forty-five, the Jordan forty-five does have history to it. I mean, it wasn't the it wasn't the twenty-three, but I mean, the forty-five was the beginning of the return of Jordan. Right. Yeah, I remember that man. He came back. I remember his first day time back in Madison Square Garden. He dropped fifty five on them back. Mhm. And that's when they knew they was like, yeah. he back. It's, it's all now." Yeah, in the following season, they come back and win the NBA Finals. Right. You went back to the 23. Right. They added Dennis Rodman. I'm, I'm sorry. Dennis Rodman for Will Perdue. That had to be one of the most long, long-sided trades ever. Like, I mean, I can't even find any other words mm-hmm. to describe it. I mean, you have Dennis Rodman, possibly one of the greatest defenders of his of his era. You right. trade him because my San Antonio Spurs didn't know how to handle him at the time. They trade him for Will Perdue. Right. Yeah. Um. About that. Um. Yeah. That trade still bothers me. Because only they had to wait one more year. They would have had some done. No, that would have been a great lineup. Right. Oh well, it never happened. Moving on, the World Boxing Commission created a new belt for display. One of the Mayweather Pacquiao fight will be the winner of this belt of the new WBC belt. As you posted inside of the group, those. We follow the skybox. It's on our Facebook. Uh, it's in our Facebook group. Yeah, and I put CS, the meme. Oh, really? I mean, they wait until this fight comes out to want to remake the belt. I, that's why I was like, really? <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I, I looked at the belt. Like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the design. I mean. I just think that's that's more of the hype machine being pushed 
for this fight that everybody's been waiting for for years. And I'm willing to bet you all this hype, making a new belt, all this other stuff, I'm willing to bet you, I don't know why I have this strange feeling, but I have a strange feeling that this fight's not going to live up to that hype. And it's going to disappoint a lot of people. Man. At first, I ain't going to lie to you. When I first... Uh-oh. It appears we've lost chill. It appears we've lost chill before he can get to his point. But all you guys out there in, in Radio Land listening... Y'all can call in and be a part of the show. Make sure you dial 347 215 Again, 347-215-8558. If you want to get on the show, just dial 1 to get your hand up into the phone queue, and we'll get you in there. Chills, welcome Chills. back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Apparently, blog folks didn't want me on. Okay, we yes, we were talking about, we were talking about the, the uh, WBC belt, though. Honestly, I ain't gonna lie. When I saw the CMP, I thought it was a fake report until I actually did some research. I did more research when I had to because, I mean, I don't trust TMZ. Point blank. I mean, after the whole rock, after the whole, uh, the whole, uh, Murray Burry thing, um, yeah. I lost too much respect for him, but, I mean, this fight. It's possibly going to be the highest. It's going to be the highest draw ever. I mean, the gate for this fight is going to be facade. I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. I mean, it will break millions. So honestly, I think bringing in a new belt does. I don't. I think it hypes it up more. It adds more importance to the. It adds more importance to the fight. Man, I know I posted a I posted a video of this fifteen year old rugby player. Oh yeah, I didn't get the chance. was amazing. I mean, I mean, dude was fast, fast. I mean, he like he ran a four two. I mean, it was like once he got the ball, he was gone. There was one video on it where he trucked the living life out of this guy. You fast like hitting the A button with a cheat code. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he was grease lightning. I mean, I'm I looking at him on. I'm looking at. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at this video. I'm like, this Bama is fast. He has great speed. If he was actually a football player, oh my god, with the right skill. He would be unstoppable, especially with turning kicks. He was like, as soon as he touched the ball, he was gone. It was like nobody, was, no one was able to actually catch him. It was like that play from 2012 when RG ran for 70-something yards against the Minnesota Vikings. Once he hit that outside, it was over. 
Right. But this is my thing, though. This is my thing with this guy. I mean, he plays rugby and has this, like, super speed, but I don't know if that would translate to the NFL when you got all these pads and all this other crap on, you know, that kind of cut yeah, down on the You got all that stuff on you. But, I mean, he has time to, he has time to develop, though. I mean, the kid is only 15 playing against grown rugby players. So let him actually practice with football players on let him actually play American football while he's still young. He could be something special by the time he's 19. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the most. I ain't gonna lie, I don't watch rugby like that. But I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie, that caught, that really caught my eye. Mm. And something like that would catch you if he's like, like got that supersonic speed. Yeah, man. I, I mean, that speed was scary, scary. I mean, then the, then the fact he truck, I mean, the way he truck that guy, like, God. It was like, he, I mean, it was like his stick just came out of nowhere. I mean, it was like watching him truck, watching him truck that guy. I mean, I'm I'm just watching it like, oh my god. I mean, it was like I thought my phone was going to vibrate, like I was playing mate. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of cats out there with that kind of speed that we don't know about. But I mean, again. A lot of people want to, like, automatically put these people like that and say, oh, put them in the NFL and see what they could do. But, I mean, there's a big there's a big parallel between rugby where you're running all over the field with hardly any padding on, whereas you're in the NFL where you got to get in a stance, get set, then run out of a break, you know, off the line out of a break and actually run patterns. You know, it's a big, it's a huge yeah. difference. It's a huge difference. I mean, that it is, but at the same time, he still has a lot of years to develop. If he wanted to play American football, he's only 15. (laughs) What else we got... Yo, dog, we done post, we posted a lot on our, our group page this week, man. Yeah, we did. Man. Um, did. Yeah, we did post a lot. I mean, of course, I mean, you know, March Madness is underway. So, I mean, shout out to Hampton for uh, pulling one out last night. Yeah, there are quite a few uh, local teams that are in the tournament this year. Georgetown, Maryland, uh, Virginia, Hampton. I know. Like, what was the last time we had this many local teams in in the tournament? It's been a while. It's definitely been a while. So hopefully they, they I mean, this is, first time well. this, this is the first time in years that Maryland has been there. 
It's been a while since Maryland got there. Maryland number four seed in the same in the same region as Kentucky. Um, and like I said, when the doc comes on later on, we'll he'll definitely dive into that and, and more because you know sixty four teams are vying for that one prize. It's gonna be fun. These, these next few weeks are gonna be so much fun. It will be. I gotta make sure I'm at somebody's ball for when it when it happens. Right. And then the story I mean, that I, I posted I, I, interesting. There was a story I posted earlier this week that was uh, or, or late last week, early this week that I found interesting, and it was about the um, the next installment of the PGA Tour video game series. Um, yeah. Announced that Rory McIlroy would be the cover person for the next game, which is um, PGA Tour 16, uh, instead of Tiger Woods. As many people know. Um, Tiger Woods has been the cover person for all the PJ Tour games on EA Sports uh, since the year 2000 or 2001 when he first burst onto the scene um, on the golf stage. In 2013, he had decided, he and EA Sports decided to mutually part ways. So now Rory McIlroy, who is currently the number one golfer in the world, will now grace the cover of the EA Sports golf uh, franchise series uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, and for anybody out there who's ever played the uh, EA Sports PGA Tour game, it is so fun and so addictive, I swear to God. Um, especially when you make your own your own golfer and go through different tournaments to get your um, experience and your skills up, I swear to God, after a while, it gets so addictive. And once you get your skills all the way up, you go out there, you can shoot anything with no problem. <laughs> but, right. Um, that was one story that you know that really caught my attention was that one. Um, so I want to, you know what? I almost want to get a, one of these new, new, these new systems just so, just so I could uh, just get that PGA Tour game, just for that. Just saying. I'm not looking for because I need to build my game collection up. I mean, but of course I'm getting Mortal Kombat 10 when it come out. But oh my god, I, I love! Oh my god, I seen some of the, the rentals of that one, especially the fatalities. I'm like, man, that would be a, that looks like it's gonna be an epic game. It will be. I mean, I I saw the tra- I remember the trailer from last year. Like that's what sold me that first trailer. From last year, from 2014, almost a complete year ago. That's when the first right. that first train they came out. Like, mm-hmm. man, congratulations to the living legend Larry Zbysko for being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. There are people out there who don't even know who he is, and I was just like, "What, really? You don't know who he is?" How old yes. Like, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Larry Zabisco, when he was at AWA, man, he 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 ran AWA. Yes, he did. I mean, he was he was really the top building member. I mean, he was really that guy. 
I know during the I mean, early nineties in WCW, um, he was in, he was he was tag, he tag team with another fellow Hall of Famer, Arn Anderson, to make the Enforcers, and they yeah. were one of the most dominant and skilled tag teams in the early days of WCW. And this was around the time when WCW actually had two sets of tag team championships, the United States Tag Team Championships and the World Tag Team Championships. And uh, the forces were in a in a long-standing rivalry with the uh, with a, a team that was made up of a firefighter, uh, firefighters, I believe it was. It was a firefighter, I think a, a military person for um, the U, who had the United States Tag Team Championships. And they were in a long-standing feud with them for a while. But they really were a great tag team, and like I said, Larry Larry Zabisco was taking a lot of people to Larry Land in singles competition, which won him a couple of heavyweight championships, and earned him this 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 accolade of going into the Hall of Fame, which is well deserved, in my opinion. Honestly, like many other superstars, I felt that it was overdue. Because mm-hmm. I mean. Even I mean, even if you take away what he did at uh, AWA, right? You look, you look at I mean, him cop. I mean, being one of the lead commentators of on Monday Night Nitro, doing the Monday Night War, right? Him standing up to the NWO. And they was trying to oh, yeah, one. It was it was mentioned that you know he had been a heel for pretty much most of his career, but when it came down to NWO, he turned he turned into one of the most popular individuals in WCW. Yeah, I mean he was a heel majority of his career. What else we got? What else we got? Um, I know that um, not only is Larry the best, but Matt, hey, did you see the end of, of Monday Night Raw this past Monday? Well, what's thing coming out? Yeah. That was the thing I, I originally I missed that part. At the thing I recorded it. <laughs> but yeah. Mm. Honestly, with WrestleMania coming less than two weeks away, are you excited about this card? I thought it was great. I thought it was great. So the memes that have come out since then have been just absolutely hilarious. One of them came out and said, yeah. I said, yeah. I was like, I'm here to beat up the, uh, the, the beat down uh, clan or something like that. Wait, this isn't CNA? Mm-hmm. Of course. Like, I'm here to fight the NWO. Wait, this isn't WCW? I'm like, well, y'all, y'all are just not right. The internet has no chill, but I like the way, I like the story that's being told not only from Orton versus uh, Seth Rollins with Steam versus Triple H. It's just both telling a great story and I'm, you know, 
hopeful that their matches will tell an even better story at WrestleMania, which is uh, in close to a week from this Sunday. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching on the WWE Network for the low, low price of $9.99. You're welcome. I expect my check in the mail. Oh, man. Um, About that network. Um, I still don't have it. Why? I got I, I got I got reason. I mean I could watch it on my phone though, but I wanna actually lay down and watch it on my T V. But the way my PS3 is set up it, it's just not Yeah, I'm about to say I'm like, dude, you loafing dog. I mean the network is 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 official, man. I was watching some of uh Royal Rumble O eight earlier today. I mean I dig it, I dig it. But honestly, looking at this WrestleMania card, the Triple H and Sting match, it got me interested. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the fact that you had one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of WWE versus one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of the WWE, finally going head to head. Yes, one is in the one one is in his fifties. But who really cares? One isn't. Wow, one isn't in the city, so I want to be in the sport. But at the same time, I mean, you have two legends finally going face to face. Right. Well, I like, I like it. It's awesome. Man, then you got the you got the Rollins first. You got Rollins with your order. That's looking into a great. That's looking like a great feud. But let's talk about these other nights. I'm looking Not forward. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the WrestleMania. I'm look. The one match I'm really looking forward to is the ladder match for the Intercontinental Title. Why? Because one of the talent that it has in it. Two, the way how everything went down ever since the match was when it came about. Right. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's been insane. I mean, it's been a long time since the IC title has really gotten this much attention. It's been a long time since people actually looked at the IC title as more looked at it more than just uh, your typical main card title. With this match, I mean, I guess it's it's their way of replacing money in the bank, which is cool. Right. Because I mean, honestly, looking at all the Every wrestler that's in it, I mean, you got all truth. You got Daniel Ryan, Dolph Ziggler, Luke Harper, your defending champion, Bad News Bears. I feel like I missed my Oh, you have the wild card in the match. That was technically supposed to have been another match. 
Stardust, also known as Cody Rhodes. I mean, I just look at this match like, I mean, it's going to be spectacular. I mean, you have so much talent in this one match. I mean, I, I believe this match is going to fill the this is what this is. I think that match is going to be the match of the night. You think so? I feel. I mean, I feel it. I, I, I mean, maybe. I mean, Triple H and Sting might come close, but I think that. I think that ladder match will still the show. I mean, it's too much talent for it to go wrong. Yeah, you have nothing but great. Wrestlers in that match. Some of the best that the Federation has to offer. I mean, performance-wise, you, you know, you know, DB for your crappy performance. You know, Dolph is not with your crappy performance. Cody won't. Luke Harper won't. Mm-hmm. Archie won't. <laughs> only when the only time Archie will disappoint you is when he raps. Or when he speaks. But, I mean, looking at this match, I mean, I don't see it being disappointing. Disappointing is period. I mean, I think it's going to be a good match. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. There's a lot of... There are a lot of... There are, there are a few matches on the card that are really like one of those those matches you want to just really look at, and then there are other matches just like, why the hell are you on the card? Like, and please don't anybody out there listening, this is not me being sexist because I'm not sexist at all. But that Divas match, that Divas tag team match, no, it's WrestleMania. Why is the Divas title not on the line? That's my question. Exactly. The biggest event of the sea of the of the year. Every championship should be on the line. I mean, every exactly. championship is pretty much on the line, I think, except the tag titles. But the Divas Championship is not even on the line. Either you're going to put your Divas champion in a tag match against the two one of, against two of the women who definitely have a shot at being that champion. Why are you not putting that belt on the line in, like, a triple threat or a fatal four-way or something? I mean, cool. I mean, exactly. Honestly, I mean, a fatal four-way would have been my option. I mean, it would have been my option over there. I mean, think about it. I mean, you got to return to AJ Lee. You have, you you still have Paige. Mm-hmm. And it's Monday on Raw. You know, the Raw, the final Raw before WrestleMania, you're going to have, you have Snoop Dogg and uh, rap icon Snoop Dogg and ESPN personality Bill Simmons being guest, uh, will be uh, guest starring on Raw this Monday. And then it was announced that LL Cool J was going to be a part of, was going to be a part of the uh, WrestleMania 31. In what way? I have no idea. I mean, I'm a huge LL fan, so that's big. I mean, 
Hopefully he he won't come out walking the show. I'm with it. Right, but mostly, I mean, I mean, I don't want to call it. I mean, that's great. But, I mean, let's look at these other matches, no chance. Cena versus Rusev. You know what's funny? You mentioned the uh, John Cena and Rusev match, and then you mentioned the Intercontinental title match. There's been rumors running rampant on social media and on the Internet that the plan that the plan is is that you know Brock, Brock Lesnar has been re-signed, he's extended his contract, and he's only going to make limited appearances, and he may keep the world champion, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So the plan is for like the next few pay-per-views have Cena as the U.S. champ, Daniel Bryan as the IC champ, and have them main event pay-per-views. To bring relevancy back to the U.S. and IC championships, because right now they're very, they're not really that relevant. So that's the plan I've seen. I've seen that floating around all over the internet. I don't know how true it is, but I kind of, I mean, it's I mean, an interesting it's, plan, an interesting strategy by the by the East to want to take two mid card championships and bring them their relevancies back up at the risk of bringing the relevancy down of your top championship. I mean, it's an interesting strategy, but we'll see how I, I want to see how it works. I mean, I do too. I mean, I think with that though, it, I mean, it's sad to me that that it it took. It, I mean, it's going to take your top stars to make the IC and United States title well, top title relevant, opposed to actually. Building a new star up with those types. I mean, they have the talent. They just need the creativity. Because, I mean, Cena has possibly three more years left of us. Dolph has another five. Dane Bryan has another five. Kane is mostly a writer. Undertaker's pretty much done. Orton has another five years left in him. After all your top guys go, where will the WWE go? I mean, what's going to be the question? But, I mean, I look, I mean, I look at the Cena as a match. I mean, of course, everybody knows Cena's going to win. Honestly, the person I wanted to see originally break Rusev's streak was Jack Swagger. Because, I mean... Right. I mean, the whole real American angle, the whole beat of people, the fact he had that... I mean, the fact that he was the non-vocal version of Kurt Hanks. (laughs) I mean, it would have been great. Because, I mean... Technically, they wasn't going to get Kurt Angle to come back. It is what it is. So, I mean, the next best thing was to have another great collegiate wrestler that still has that I represent America feel to it. But, I mean, I just hope Rusev doesn't get buried after this match. 
I hope he still can come back and go to the next step. Let's see. I'm gonna show him. We got the world title match itself. World title match. The world title match. Kudos to Paul. Kudos to Paul Heyman for being able to promote a world heavyweight title match by himself. You're not only promoting the champ, but you're promoting the challenger as well. It's like you're making you're making two wrestlers look strong. I mean, Man. if this, I mean, I, this I, has to be one of the moments where Paul Heyman's brilliance completely shines. I mean, I'm gonna say, it does though. I'm, I'm gonna say something. CM Punk is epic on the mic. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Guys like that are legendary on the mic. Paul Heyman is a fucking god on the mic. He is a god. That guy, he could probably take a match between Moolah and May Young, make God rest their souls, and make that match to give the hype to that match such an epic feel because of his, his because of his psychology on the microphone. This guy right here. Paul Heyman has been a psychological genius on the microphone since his days when he had the Dangerous Alliance in WCW when he was Paulie Dangerously. Then when he was, you know, when he had ECW. And then when he came to the WWE and was on color commentary. And then the part of the Alliance. And then when he was originally... You might as well take it back. You might as well take it back to when he was at AWA as well. Yeah. <laughs> when he was skinny. I mean, Paul has always been great on the mic. I mean, no matter how you look at him. No matter how you feel about his man, he has always been great to wrestle. He's a great on-screen persona. I mean, just watching him carry the world title match on the biggest stage of them all. Champion and challenger. Who else could do that? Who else could really do that, though? Man, I, I it's like I got I, I got to give Heyman credit. Man. I am a fan of the Heyman Hustle. but I mean, rocking Roman. Oh my God! <laughs> if it wasn't for Paul Heyman, this. This would be the first time the world title match would wouldn't even be the wouldn't even be in the last hour of WrestleMania. Yeah, Paul Hammond has made this basically the focal point of is made sure that this match was the focal point of WrestleMania. Because like you said, if he wasn't a part of it, I don't think anybody would have gave a damn who was in the main event. They'd have been looking at all the other matches. Exactly. 
I can't wait for WrestleMania. And then it's going to be four hours. I know. I just want to know, before we move on to the NFL, I just want to know, who out there is throwing the WrestleMania party? I'm trying to go. I would love to go. I would love to go to one. But the way that my new job is set up. <laughs> yeah. but, I, mean, I mean, I'm off on the weekends. However, brother guy, brother guy, wake up at three a.m. now. So, um, yeah. Let's 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 get into the NFL. The off season's just been one busy one these last couple of weeks. I mean, what has been? I mean, I mean, I want to talk about. Go ahead, Chad. Go ahead, Chad. No, I wanted to talk about anyway. um, the story you posted up uh, on Monday uh, regarding the um, linebacker for the Forty ers announcing his retirement at the age of twenty-four. Yeah. Now, his name is uh, Chris Borland. He's a linebacker for the 49ers. Decided he um, did a he um, did research on brain injuries, concussions, and the potential effects of playing football, and decided that the risk of playing football far outweighed the benefits, and decided that at 24 he was going to hang it up and do something else. Now, my opinion on that is I applaud the young man because. He went, he did the research, he weighed his pros and cons, realized that there were more cons than pros, and decided, you know what, I could be making six figures doing this, something I've been doing since I was a child, but I may not be around long enough with all these head injuries to be able to enjoy the six-figure salary and provide for my family, so I'm going to go do something else. And I respect him for that. There are a lot of cats out there who play football who – will go through, you know, multiple concussions and don't know when to quit. They want to keep playing and keep playing and keep playing, and then they wonder why their, you know, their brain starts to de- degenerate and deteriorate as they get older. This young man was smart enough to realize, you know what, I'm not trying to be a 60-year-old with the mind of a 90-year-old, not being able to remember his family's name, not remember anything he's done in the past or anything like that. So he's going to go do something else, and I respect him for that. Anybody who doesn't respect him for that needs to be kicked in the face, in my opinion. Of course, of course. Honestly, I mean, I got I got to give the full on his credit. I mean, he did the work. He looked at everything that, everything that was wrong with him, and he was like, you know what? I'm not going to risk my life at the age of 24. I mean, some you got some players who don't know when to when to call it quit, further further injuring themselves. Like, I get. I mean, I I mean, you got to respect him. I mean, yes, he's walking away from a lot. He's walking away from money. He's probably walking away from his dream. But at the same time, you have you have to look at it. You got to look at the big picture. Is your health? Is is your health worth it? Mm-hmm. I say I got a lot of respect for him for for you know making that move and doing that and walking away from that six figure salary 
for his own health. I mean, that's a that's a it was a wise wise choice on my on his part. And you know, I wish him the best. And hopefully, hopefully it works out for him, and he finds something that he enjoys that he can do to provide for his family. So, Ravens strike again with someone who gets in trouble with the law. They don't waste time in getting them off the roster. Yeah, Bernard Tiz, my dude. B.Y.? I don't understand. I don't understand how athletes get D.Y.'s. You have the money to pay someone to drive you anywhere, especially when you're under the influence. Come on, man. Yeah. I... I'm just saying, I mean, no. you have all this money. Be responsible. Stop trying to be above the law. You're not like everyone else. Everyone else might need to slap on the wrist. You are a football player. People know who you are. Believe it or not, people know who you are. Then when news like that gets out, I mean, it's all in the tabloids. It's just on the sports channels. It's everywhere. I mean, Bernard Pierce was shot. I mean, only 24. He has, he has a... Tremendous upside to him. But come on, man. To all my athletes out here, to all my celebrities, there's nothing wrong with turning up. But come on now. Y'all have the money to have someone to make sure you get home safely, where you don't get into right. any trouble, where you don't end up getting pulled over, getting a mugshot, and losing your job. Right. You, uh, you read the article. You see what that Bama said, though, when he got pulled over? He said, he said I, I'm not quote, but I'm paraphrasing, he said that he's, you know, plays for the Ravens, and if they find out about it, he's going to get cut tomorrow. And damn, damn if they wasn't right. I mean, think about it. I mean, look on the, I mean, seriously? Look on how it took them to uh, cut Ray Ray after, after that video went viral. The Ravens ain't playing. You make us look bad. You make us look bad. Oh. Your ass is gone. Matter of fact, that should be their new fight song. You make us look bad. Your ass is gone. Yep. I'm going to tell you something, though. Anybody who's on the Ravens, they better keep their noses cleaner than a preacher's sheep because it is obvious that any kind of illegal indiscretion that occurs here in this offseason, and you will be out of a job 
quick, fast, and in a hurry. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't fault the Ravens, though. I mean, anytime when your player does something that draws negative press, they become a liability. And that makes your organization look bad. I mean, that's impersonal, but this is a business. When you F up off the field, you got to go. Deuces. Nothing personal, but it is what it is. That all that all teams that all front offices is gonna put up with that. That all front offices is gonna put up with that BS. I mean I give the I give the Ravens credit for signing up, sticking with their gun. Not tolerating no foolery. Oh, I just posted a I just posted a story too. Your boy Anderson Silva. Okay, you ain't you ain't say all you ain't say all shit, Silva. I guess I, I can mm-hmm. say it now. Your boy Anderson Silva, Silva, won't retire due to injury. He hopes to be able to fight before 2016. Should he what? hang it up, or should he should he hang it up? Is this nigga serious? He want he still wants to fight. I mean, is he serious for real? He wants to he wants to fight again. He still wants to fight. I mean, I don't knock I don't knock someone that still has passion for what they do. But at the same time, you got to know when to fold them. Oh my god, that kitty damn Rogers fucking guy Coke commercial popped up in my head. Lord, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry, but his, his his reputation is too tarnished to even consider him making a comeback in MMA, especially UFC. I think he just needs to hang it up. He just his rep is too tarnished. It's too tarnished. Yeah. He didn't put himself in too much of a in too much of a negative hole with all these drug busts. For him to even be considered a serious contender to come back. Man. At this point, I think he should just call it quits, though. Before he seriously loses life. Before, I mean, honestly, Anderson, he needs to look at himself now. He has, I mean, even, you okay, yes, he did get dropped. I mean, everyone gets knocked out. It is, I mean, it is what it is. It happens. Right. Happens to the best. Right. Oh, at this man. point, he needs to look. He needs to look at the. He needs to look at all time. He needs to look into the future. That's the problem with a lot of athletes, regardless of sport. Is a lot of them don't look long term. They look to the right now, and the right now could jeopardize the long term. 
if they don't start looking at the long term instead of just looking at the right now. And that's just bottom line. Yeah, you got you, you got to do what's best for you and your family. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to admit to to yourself that it's over. I need to look at long term. I need to look at okay. I wanna I wanna be alive to see my kids. I wanna be alive to see my grandkids. I wanna be alive to see my kids go to prom, graduate high school, just any other. I wanna be alive long enough where I can. But, Begin my next business adventure. Mm. Yeah, oh my goodness. A lot of people can't see it right now. That's the beauty of, of radio and podcast, but my son is literally standing on my head and stomping my face. Ah. Really? Oh, I, I, I can imagine your pain. Imagine a 50-plus pound dog jumping from one chair to your che- to either your chest or on the back of your shoulders, just standing there, mm. expecting you to hold her weight up. Yeah, my, yeah, my son is, he, I guess he went upstairs. Got on his grandparents oh, and they decided to come back downstairs and jump on me. Oh, I do. And he's just he's he's relentless. He's relentless with this one. But anyway, real quick though, how about Colt McCoy coming back to the Redskins though? Honestly, I saw it coming. Because, I mean, Kirk, I mean, the fact that RG was already named the starter, the fact that Colt McCoy knows the offense, the fact that I got something Kirk Cousins won't be here by the beginning of training camp. And the fact that there are talks that the Redskins, that the Redskins might be interested in uh, Philip Rivers because he actually wants to leave San Diego. Have you heard about that, Chad? Heard about what? Philip Rivers coming here? He wants to leave. He wants to leave San Diego. I think Philip Rivers needs needs to go somewhere other than here, in my opinion. I mean, we're we we're we're pretty. You got a quarterback, you know, with, with you know, I think RE3 is going to come back and have a pretty good year in 2015. You got Kirk as your backup. You got Colt as your number three. I mean, I Philip Rivers really, I, I just don't see how Philip Rivers would fit over here, in my opinion. Honestly, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, he's that. Okay, I can see it. I can see it. He's he's one. He's a Jay Gruden type popping quarterback. Now, let's look at the college Jay Gruden has. He's gonna have a PFR. He's gonna have a Deshaun Jackson. 
do have a mouse cover with his own read with alcohol in the back there. This is also adding in the fact that there's a high chance we might be getting new from Central from uh, Central Florida in the draft. Every mock draft I've been looking at, they've been mentioning Perryman with the skins. That's adding that factor. I mean, that's six two 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 twelve. I mean, we ain't too too many weapons for them not to succeed here. Um, in Austin, I think that would help Argy. I mean, Argy doesn't work. I think I still I still feel he could use someone that can actually be handled. I will say this, though, whether it's RG3, Kirk Cousins, or Colt McCoy, when it comes down to Dallas week twice next year, they got to deal with Greg Hardy, who signed with the Cowboys today for a one-year deal worth potentially up to $13 million. I guess if they gave him one of those, you know, prove-it prove it contracts, give him a year to prove that's himself it, before they give him a long-term That's a very expensive prove-it contract. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Ain't it? It's $11 million base uh, salary plus another two close to, like, a little over $2 million in incentives. Uh, which makes this contract worth almost $13 million. I saw the breakdown of it on the uh, article you posted, and I was just like, wow, all righty then. That, that's, you're right, that is, a, that is a very expensive proven contract. Cause you got to remember, Greg Harley only played one game last year, so he's coming up where he hasn't played pretty much an entire year almost. So, yeah, it's definitely one of those prove it, trying to prove yourself type of deals. I mean, I mean that's, a good, that's a good pickup for the Cowboys. I don't I don't see I don't see where it's hard. It is why. That Dallas defense is some place. Harry Hilton, gone. They lost the other they lost the end. They lost linebacker. Even with Rare Hardy. Who's gonna be the who's gonna be their defense tackles? That can free him up to get to the quarterback, or to make it easy for him to get to the quarterback. I mean, who's really left on that defense? Especially in the front seven. Not a lot left on that defense, but apparently people are still tout that it's going to be one of the best defenses in the league with the with his addition. Um, that remains to be seen.
Let's talk about the skin upgrading because fine. This is true. You got pot roast and fat nose top. You got Steven Spears one on one. You got Ricky. You got Ricky Jean on the other. And they just signed. They just signed the DB too. Yeah, I I definitely like what they're you know, what they're doing in terms of you know, the defense because that was the main
Right. I thought that was going to be big of Brian and Rico saying that. And with that, Rico, I respect you even more. Mm. I respect for Brian for sticking up for RG3 and letting them know, look, he wasn't what y'all thought he was. He was, you know, he was this, that, and the third, and everything like that. So that's good. I like that. All right. So we ready to talk talk March Madness? Yes, sir. All right. Well, like I mentioned earlier, we, we, me and Chills, we're going to talk March Madness, but we also going to have someone else that be on to help us talk March Madness. So want to bring him on now. He is one of the hosts of Triple Threat Talk that also appear, uh, airs here on Blog Talk Radio. He is my good friend. He is known as The Doctor. The Doctor, what's going on, brother? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me back so soon. Uh, I, uh, I'm i ready, man. I'm pumped. We call this basketball time in the bluegrass, baby. It's, uh, it is March Madness here. Yo, I, I like this guy's energy. <laughs> man, I, mean, I, I tell you like what. He comes on the phone fired up. Like, I, I, I like that. I mean, it, it's hard not to be fired up. You know, when, when, when it's Kentucky – Bad, just the state of Kentucky in general. You know, it's it, it, Kentucky and North Carolina, and to an extent Kansas, are the basketball royalty of the college basketball landscape. And I think it's an a it's just an amazing feeling to have when you're having a team chasing history, thirty four and zero, with six more. Well, technically five more because you know a ninety nine point nine percent chance of them to beat Hampton tomorrow. Kentucky has, you know, which of course if you're Hampton, your response to that is. So you're saying there's a chance. So I mean, it's just one of those things that it's a uh, it, it's a it's just a fantastic time. You you got to be pumped up about March Madness, baby. It's time to get them. Yes, yeah. I mean, you have to be excited. I mean, the only sad part about March Madness to me right now is I won't be at nobody's bar none this week, none next week to be able to really sit down and enjoy the games like I want to. But it's okay though. No crying over spilt milk. That's cool. right. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I mean, I'm still, I'm still, have, I'm still gonna be updated. Question: How many of y'all filled out any brackets? My my brackets are done. I fill out four every year. My four are locked and loaded. That's what's right. up, man. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we we take basketball I, very I, I, seriously I, I, in Kentucky. I, I, I want to see, I, honestly, Kentucky has, I mean, on a regular season, I mean, Kentucky has been long people out. Like, I mean, their games have been pretty no contest. <laughs> I mean, they jail so well. I mean, this is possibly the most cohesive unit I've seen in a very long time. I mean, I look at, I look at this last Kentucky that came I look at this one, like, this one might fuck that one. I'm just yeah. saying, I mean, that one, that one was great, but this one, man, like, who's really messing with you? The, the interesting thing about the 2012 team, uh, when you're comparing notes about these two teams, is the 2012 Kentucky team certainly had a lot more blocks and was a more – 
they were a more offensively minded team. Of course, you had Michael K. Gilchrist and you had Anthony Davis. And, you know, these guys were just beasts. Of course, Anthony Davis is top three players in the league right now. And some people are projecting that next year he'll be better than LeBron at the at the rate that he's growing, which, you know, it's fine. LeBron's had his time and, you know, he's still the king right now. But it is very possible that, you know, the way these kids grow these days – Anthony Davis and his unibrow could be the best player in the in the in the uh, NBA next year, and you know it's just um it, it's just a remarkable Honestly, thing. Anthony Davis and his unibrow is looking like the best player right now. Yeah, Honestly, I, I he, he, he didn't get hurt, but yeah, I mean, and you know, Russell Westbrook is having an incre- an incredible stint as well, so. It, it's basically: Do you like apples? Do you like oranges? Or do you like, uh, or do you like pears? Is what it, it what, is what it comes down to. I mean, I, I mean, I still have flashlights. That, that game against OKC from Tyler Eulis, they can take the game over 
and nobody can stop them when they're a full when when they're just full steam ahead. It's like nothing I've ever seen with this defensive the, the defensive mindedness and the solid uh, the solid you know they can get into solid shooting streaks. And my God, Aaron and Andrew Harrison from the perimeter. I mean, they are just clutch at some time. You know, they've got ice in their veins when it comes down to it, as well as Devin Booker, who just got SEC six-man of the year. I mean, those kids can flat-out shoot from the perimeter, and it is scary. I mean, scary, terrifying, terrifying, frightening. I mean, it's all the above. If you if you look at it, if you look at some of the talent that a lot of players in the NBA wish that they had, I think, you know, even though size is an issue for some of these guys at Kentucky, like the Harrisons and like Tyler Eulis, I think that one of the skills that people in the NBA wish that they had is some of them have ice in their veins, you know? That's something that... That's something that a lot of players in the NBA lack is just having that sheer, that sheer, you know, as, as Chance always says, you know, zero S to give. And they certainly get in modes like that where it looks like not only that, but they just got pure glacier of ice running through their veins. And as Dickie V always says, you know, that's the point when you become a man. You're not a diaper dandy. You're a man at that point. Yeah. Most of us, most definitely the man after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, like when you look at Kentucky's side of the bracket, if you think if anybody has a chance of beating these guys, I see two teams in the Midwest and the West regions of the bracket, and that is Notre Dame. The way they've been playing lately can certainly give Kentucky a scare um, if Notre Dame makes it that far. For example, Notre Dame matches up decently with Kentucky. It's not a perfect matchup. But also, you look at some of the other teams, like, for example, the very next game, either way, Butler and Texas both match up very well in terms of bigs, especially Texas, who has a lot of bigs, but a lot of people argue shouldn't have made it into the tournament. I think think you have to look out for teams like that, for Notre Dame and Wisconsin, who uh, Kentucky played last year and beat with – some would say a less talented roster than what they have now. Wisconsin is uh, Wisconsin is slightly improved, but Kentucky is much improved. But you can never give anyone the benefit of the doubt. I think Wisconsin, out of everybody in the field, would give Kentucky the best game. So if you think about it, you could see the best game in the tournament in the Final Four, a potential Kentucky-Wisconsin matchup. And, uh, you know, it, there's, there's certainly the stage is set to see some fantastic basketball games and certainly some great upsets. I'm always looking for the upset. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, that's, you know, that's what really makes March Madness what it is. Speaking of, speaking oh, of upsets, speaking, speaking of upsets, Doc, you know, you know, and I think everybody else knows that number one seed have never lost in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. Do you think mm-hmm. this is the year that it finally happens, or are we going to go another year with the number ones advancing? Every year I give a 16 seed to watch. And this started when Kansas beat their 16 seed 
by four points, I think about eight years ago, nine years ago, they had a 16 seed that they tangled with and literally barely escaped with their lives. And I think, uh, you know, I started it because at that point it was, we always knew it was going to happen. This year I placed my 16 seed to watch on Lafayette. I'm not saying they're going to beat Villanova. But what I am saying is that Villanova plays in one of the weaker conferences in the Big East. Of course, it used to be one of the best conferences. But when they split and everybody like Loyola and Syracuse went elsewhere, it really took a lot of power out of the conference. Villanova is a very impressive squad. Don't get me wrong. And this isn't a slight against Villanova. And it's not a praise of Lafayette. You know, you look at Kentucky versus Hampton. Hampton's going to lose about 500 points tomorrow night. Uh, Wisconsin and Coastal Carolina, Carolina's probably going to lose about 30 points. Duke and Robert Morris, uh, that's probably going to be about a 15-point game. So that leaves me with Villanova and Lafayette. I think you could see Lafayette actually lead. And, you know, that's not that's not such a hard thing to believe because last year, once again, we had two 16 seeds lead their one seeds at halftime. So I think uh, – I think Lafayette uh, really has a chance to, to – if they get in and show their best basketball and Villanova comes in with the onset of, well, we got a one seed here, we're, we're, we're going to win automatically. If they get a little bit complacent, they could be in for a battle. All right. Another question. Hey, I think, Manny, you kind of – we kind of discussed it on the, on the Facebook group the other day. Do you feel UCLA deserved to be in the tournament? And if you don't, absolutely why? not. I I don't think that they do. And I think I think you look at you have to look to to examine this. You have to look at who didn't make it in. Two schools in particular didn't make it in that had that had very good credentials and very good resumes. One of those being Temple. The Temple Owls had a record of twenty four and ten. And my God. We have a two seed in the field with a twenty-five and nine record in being Kansas. I think um, I think when you look at when you look at some of the things that Temple has done, um, you know they 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 just beat Buff now. Who you know, yeah, they're they're really nothing. Uh, they're really nothing special. But they they gave them a number one seed in the NIT. And when you when you examine where Temple plays, I'm bringing up their. I'm kind of stalling a little bit because their schedule is kind of stalled on my uh, on my computer a little bit. Okay, look look at this. Um, look at listen. Look at all these. Okay, they had three. They had some canceled games due to weather because up there they've got some fierce weather. Uh, you know they beat. Uh, uh, let's see where are they at. Hold on one second. I'm sorry, guys. My computer is definitely not. Uh, not cooperating at the moment. Give me one moment. There it is. Okay. Okay. So you have a Deuce team that, yeah, they did beat them at the Deuce team. Um, they, they did beat them pretty good at Duke, 74-54, and that was at the Barclay Center. But then they come back uh, and and they, they play a good Delaware team, 82-62. to So they beat Delaware about 20 points. Uh, they they beat Kansas seventy seven to fifty two. Um, they they've got some good wins, especially um, you know they've got uh, at Tulane, which is always a good win, especially a good conference win. They lose by five points to a great SMU school. Uh, they uh, University of South Florida seventy three forty eight. They win, and you know uh, 
they 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 beat Memphis sixty one to sixty. Uh, they beat Cincinnati seventy five to fifty nine. SMU they do lose to at SMU, but uh, East Carolina seventy to fifty six. These guys have got some. These guys have got a great resume, and they cap it all off with a win against Connecticut seventy five to sixty three. I mean, they've got a great they've got a great resume. A couple of bad losses, but outside of Kentucky, who doesn't have a bad loss this year? I mean, Kentucky has no losses, but everyone's got at least one bad loss. And I I really feel that Temple got got hosed. And as far as Murray State, all you got to say with Murray State is a final RPI of 63. And I know that seems pretty high, but in the field of 68, a 63. A 63 is 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 up there, and I think that uh, UCLA, Texas, and LSU uh, should not have made it into this year's tournament. There you go. That's interesting analysis right there. All right, so Doc, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Uh, you know I'm a Maryland fan. They got the fourth seed, and they're in the same same region as your as as the Kentucky Wildcats. Do you see Maryland making a deep run in in this tournament from where they're playing at? I see them playing Kentucky. Um, I here's Maryland's road. Maryland is likely going to be tangling with Buffalo. I had Buffalo as one of my twelve twelve seeds beating a five. The other one comes from Stephen F. Austin. I uh, I think that both of those schools are going to advance. West Virginia has not been a very good squad this year, especially under pressure. Uh, Buffalo took Kentucky. Uh, they they took it to Kentucky early this year. Um, of course, Kentucky came out winning that. But Buffalo can play. Those kids can ball. I do see you all having a second round matchup with with uh, Buffalo. I see Maryland and Kentucky, and of course, I think uh, Maryland size. Maryland doesn't have any bigs. I mean, you've got like one. So I think uh, I think Kentucky is is gonna is gonna wear Maryland down just on size. I do think Maryland is a very talented squad, but uh, you know when when you have no size against uh, a team that's bigger than everybody except for the Portland Trailblazers, I I think that you know Maryland's gonna have their work cut out for them. And as talented as Maryland is, it's said the one thing you can't teach in basketball is height. Okay. Now, as far as other as far as other upsets go, there is one. I do have to call my shot here. You know, you have you have baseball players that go up to the plate, they they scuff their shoes, and then they bounce their bat on home plate, and then point out to the outfield. I'm calling my shot. And you know, two years ago, I did this with Florida Gulf Coast. I picked Florida Gulf Coast to make their Sweet 16 run over Georgetown. I picked the 15 over a two. And I usually don't pick many 15-over-2s as my shockers of the tournament. I'm doing it this year. I'm thinking New Mexico State Aggies are going to take it to the Kansas Jayhawks. And I think Kansas has shown a propensity to become become very complacent. They get lost if they're down very easily. And they have a very recent history outside of 2008, which is the only time all four number one seeds made it to the Final Four when Kansas was one of those number one seeds. I think Kansas uh, has shown, especially recently, that they have a very good – they've got a very good – they're very good at one thing, and that's exiting the tournament early. Even last year when they had Wiggins and Embiid, 
they they had an early exit to some people thought that they should go to the final four. They exited it, I think, in the Elite Eight. Uh, but I think that New Mexico State has a very good chance of offing Kansas. All right, well, definitely about to put you on the spot again. Who's winning it all? Who's going um, to the final my four? Final four I've got Kentucky, Wisconsin. I've got, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got Virginia, and I've got Iowa State. I think Iowa State is a very good, uh, very good team from the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve has been the best conference by far in basketball this year. Uh, I've got Kentucky and Iowa State in the finals, and I've got Kentucky uh, bringing home number nine, uh, winning the 2015 NCAA March Madness tournament. All right, all right. Chill, you got any you got any other questions for Doc? I'm not I'm good. <laughs> all right, well, I'm good up here. Everybody knows March Madness will start tomorrow. There's gonna be very low productivity tomorrow and Friday because everybody's gonna be watching the games and everything. Doc, where are you gonna be watching the games at? I'll be watching them at the Yum Center. I will be in attendance at the Yum Center uh, for uh, first-round games, uh, uh, for the first-round games that include Kentucky, uh, Hampton. Um, you've got SMU that's going to be there, Iowa State, and a slew of others, but I will be in attendance. All right, cool. Well, Doc, I do appreciate you coming on. We do appreciate you coming on, and – you know, giving dropping the knowledge on March Madness, and um, I, you know, hopefully we'll have you back very. I uh, I thank you guys for having me, and uh, you like I said, I always say it, not sucking up, it's the truth. You guys do a great job and keep up the good work. All right, guys. All right, all right, Doc. Appreciate you calling in. Appreciate thank you coming in, giving us your your bracketology. Thank you all thank very you much. You guys night. have a good night. And let the madness begin, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. That's right. All right. Well, we we got a little bit of time left here, chill. And I'm about to I'm about to strangle my child because he keep he he closed my laptop cover, and he won't leave my laptop alone. He thinks it's a game. So while we uh, are we strangling your child, I would like to reveal my chokehold of the week. Oh man, yeah, we, it's been a while since we named the cho- you named the chokehold of the week. Who is it? The Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh-oh. Why? First, the way they had, I mean, the way they handled the whole Demarco Murray situation. Okay, he decided to go to Philly. Yeah, I wasn't willing to pay him the money that he felt he deserved. Okay. I, I explained that the shelf life on a running back isn't long, which is not. It's average five to six years. DeMarco is 27. He has possibly two good years left in him, if that. If he stays healthy, he just any other. With the Cowboys, with the Cowboys, he was on a rookie contract, which consisted of what four, I think, what four years, like two hundred, two mil. So I don't fault, I don't fault nobody for going for that money. It is what it is. 
My pro- my problem with that was how they reacted. How they called him a traitor or how they said that he's not going to be nothing without the offensive line that he had or that this, that, the other. I mean, they were so saucy about DeMarco leaving. All of a sudden, they bringing up all this negative stuff about the man. Oh, he don't do minimal fumble. If it wasn't for him fumbling, we would have beat Green Bay in the playoffs. I had to remind some of these Cowboy fans that they were up in that game by double digits. They had it to the point where Aaron Rodgers couldn't do nothing. In the game where he was still injured. You telling me your defense couldn't contain an injured quarterback for a complete full quarter? I mean, you. I mean, everyone fumbles. I mean, AP fumbled six times in the 2009 NFC Championship game against the Saints. I mean, it happened. However, your defensive unit didn't have to allow the touchdown lead. That was a game that the Cowboys had won and they should have put away, and they didn't. Why they are the choke artists of the week? I mean, for the simple fact that they forgot that the Eagles also have an offensive line that can open up holes for DeMarco Murray. They are the choke artists of the week for the simple fact that they forgot you know, DeMarco, rookie, DeMarco Murray's rookie season where he came in as the third running back behind Felix Jones and Trishar Choice, that he came in out of nowhere after Volkswagen went down and had back-to-back 200-yard rushing games. And that was before that offensive line was built. I've seen fans call him a sister running back. I've seen, I mean, I've seen this man get disrespected in the worst way. Dallas Cowboys fans, y'all are the true artists of the week. For being that simple minded, being that saucy, being that hateful towards a player that decided to. That is it. And we are here now. I'm just saying. And we're here now. We are here now. Oh, speaking of now, now it's time to roll the crap. Wednesday night. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Friday night, we have his and hers. Get all your relationship questions, your situationships, your whatever you have. Whatever questions you have regarding love or you just need a male or female insight, his and hers is the show for you. Come check it out Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central Time. Hosted by Poetry, Duce Diva. Three, Armin Joy, Bishop Eddie King. Uh, Monday we have our show to hang out. My love, my anime, my comic, my video game, my movie lovers. This show is for you. Join poetry and the Bishop Eddie King every Monday at 9 p.m. 8 p.m. Central. Wednesday night, 
Wayne, Hill, these these people, Chance, Armand, Joy, as they give you a recap of the past week in sports on the live sports show on Blow Talk Radio. Skybox. That's every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. 8 p.m. Central. We will see you next Wednesday. Champ, it's been a pleasure. Yes, indeed. And just remember, we're all over social media. You can follow us on Twitter, t- at TSOTS Production. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Two Sides of the Story. Uh, you can check out our official uh, for, uh, Skybox forum on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash uh, the Skybox. Um, and you can check us out there and talk sports with us and everything like that. And like Chill said, every Wednesday we right here talking sports and mo. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Exactly. One more thing before we get off here, though. I want to I want to send a special thank thank you. Well, I want to send out to one for Doc for pretty much coming in and breaking down March Madness. And I also want to say thank you to our guest on two sides of the story interviews from last night. Actor from the hit series Power, Venetius Machado. Thank you for that great interview. You are indeed very down to earth, man. Like that was one of the best interviews I ever been a part of. Hell yeah! But that is it for this week. We'll catch y'all next week with some more March Madness. It's your boy Chills. This is DC's people's chat. We'll see y'all next week. Later.